Good morning. Good morning. One of the things I do whenever I am offering incense, uh, there's a couple of things that I silently say. Uh, And one of them is, May the fragrance of the Dharma reach everyone, everywhere. How I've come to to see this is, how I've come to experience it is, may the fragrance of the Dharma free everyone, everywhere. Or, Free those who receive it. So I get to remind myself of that every time I every time I offer incense. That my my hope, my aspiration that the Dharma reaches people. So whatever merit may arise from giving a talk or sitting sazen, bowing and chanting, or just having the doors open to the Zen Center, whatever merit arises from that, may it be of use to all beings. So in the transmission of the the light stories, our 25th ancestor, who was called Shishi Bodai, was talking with his teacher, Kakarakuna, the 24th ancestor. And And he asks, I want to seek enlightenment. How should I apply my mind? Kakarakuna said, if you seek enlightenment, there's no way to apply the mind to it. Shishibodai said, if there's no way to apply the mind, who does the work of Buddhas? Kakarakuna said, if you apply anything, this is not virtue. If you don't contrive anything, this is the work of Buddhas. The scripture says, the virtues I practice are not mine. And hearing this, Shishibodai understood things a bit more clearly. In another translation, Shishibodai asked, and committed to attaining the Buddha way, what vows and methods must I adopt? It's a little bit different wording. Kakarakuna says, for one truly committed to the way, there are no procedures.
whatever merits I attain do not belong to me. So whatever merit is generated from the talk or from sitting sazen, from being together like this, uh, they don't belong to us. This is a uniquely Mahayana uh, tradition or practice where this merit, whatever merit is generated, is, is given away. So just as may the fragrance of the Dharma reach everyone everywhere, may the, may the merits generated by offering incense reach all beings. And we hear it at the end of the at the end of the service whenever we're chanting. When Miyoshin was doing, I was uh, chanting the echo. She was doing the dedication, dedicating it to the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, the mentally ill, and the destitute, the victims of warfare and natural disaster, and for those who remember and care for them. So, in the, in the course of chanting. In the course of doing this, uh, the service that we do, this merit is accumulated and then given away freely, which is the, the paramita, the perfection of dana, of generosity. And what we say is, uh, and what we come to realize is after we've been practicing for a while, we're not practicing just for ourselves. We may start out that way. Um, it's my experience that suffering is the number one reason people come to practice. It doesn't tend to be boredom. So Shishi Bodai, he's talking with this teacher, says, okay, I want to do this. I want to, I want to live for the benefit of all beings. How do I go about it? Kakrakuna says, don't go about it. In other words, don't do anything extra. Whatever you do, uh, it's not for you anyway. It's not just for ourselves. It's for the benefit of all, which does include us. It never excludes us. We're just, uh, after a while, it stops being the me show. It becomes the us show. So then by what means can Buddha activity stream forth? So we think we, we bring our karmic habitual mind to practice. This is what brings us to practice. And for a while we are continuing to see our practice 
through those same karmic lenses, our same habitual way of doing things. So, um, how do I do this? This is, in, in the beginning, this is kind of all-consuming. Particularly when we're new, we're trying to figure out how to move around in the, in the zendo, how to do things. Um, and this is quite natural. This is, every, everyone does it. Everyone does it. And then we begin doing things like um, playing the bells, being the work leader, being the chant leader, which is a different kind of practice. Our esteemed timekeeper, our doan, can tell you and as Ken Yoshin, there is no practice like Doan practice, like keeping the time. Everyone else gets to sit and look at a wall. And the timekeeper has a clock sitting right in front of them. Being the, the timekeeper, the chant leader, the work leader, the Fukido. These are all jobs where we begin to, I think I would say, begin to give away practice, begin to give away our practice, begin to share it in a different way. I say, okay, I'll sit and look at. I'll sit and I'll be the timekeeper so that folks can folks can sit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna care for these folks by taking care of the time, by being responsible for the time. I'm gonna take care of folks by leading the chant so folks know where we are in the chant. Fukudo says I'm gonna take care of folks by keeping time. The work leader says, I'm going to take care of folks by showing them how to do these various jobs and being available if they have questions. It's a practice of boundless generosity, boundless generosity. do it there's nothing there's nothing extra in the beginning we may feel nervous I've never I've never done this before I've got to figure out how to do this what are people gonna say when I hit 
the echo wrong or if I clack at the wrong time, ten soji. What are people going to think? And we do it anyway. That's the true. That's the true gift of it. We're at a point where we are sharing our practice. Feel a little fluttery about this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. There is no greater gift than a public mistake. Like what? What better space to make a mistake? than with this crowd. This isn't engineering. This isn't the military. Lives aren't at risk. We could say, oh, okay. Okay, there's, there's a mistake. I'm feeling such and such about it. And I know that's my karmic way of being. And I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back and make my best effort. Make my best effort. And in doing so, as accumulated is is vulnerability. And Shakyamuni, Buddha, and Dogen Zenji both speak about the experience of the enlightened person as similar to removing armor. So for a period of time we're, we're realizing we don't need this, that, or the other karmic protection that we thought we needed. So then when we realized, we realized um, how extra our habitual way, our karmic way of being is. We are defending a self that doesn't exist not in any permanent sense anyway. The self that we have now is not the same self that we had at five years old. Otherwise we'd still be in love with fire trucks and ponies. So it's not doing anything extra, just coming and sitting. Bear attention. 
is just being present, just being here. Just being present when we're sitting, just being present when we're chanting or bowing. Kazan says, if you, want to if you want to reveal the sky, don't cover it. So if we want to, if we want to, if we want to see clearly, we take off, we take off the glasses that have all the, the karmic filters on them. Now we, we don't know how to do that for a while. It takes a while to to learn that. Um, it's quite simple. And it's it's a challenge. That's why Cockroach says don't do don't do anything extra. Don't do anything extra. Just just sit. Be present. Remember to breathe. Chop wood, carry water. life that we have, that we are given, that has been passed down to us from innumerable ancestors, is such a rare thing. This is, this is the only life that this being gets. In the Ehe Kosovo it says, Take care of the body, which is the fruit of many lives. So our lives are the fruit of all the lives that have come before us. Actually, all the lives that are in this room. And because it's so fleeting, it's so important to take care of it. It's so important to, to see clearly. To learn to see clearly. Emerson says in one of his essays that if the stars came out once every thousand years, it would be a big deal. So these stars are always there. Always there. We're kind of like deer and cattle. We don't tend to, to look up very, very well. So Shishi Bodai says, I am attempted, I am committed to attaining the Buddha way. What vows and methods must I adopt? Kakarakunas says, for one truly committed to the Buddha way, there are no procedures.
Shishibura says, then by what means can Buddha activity stream forth? So he's still thinking of, gotta do something, gotta do something. Kakurakuna says, being busy or concerned with procedures is not Buddha activity. Performing nothing is Buddha activity. As the sutra teaches, whatever merits I attain do not belong to me. So we give up our self-concern. What's in it for me? And we sit. We breathe. We sleep. We love. Without holding back. So, I just want to see if anyone has any questions.